Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 32 of On the Flank. I'm one of your hosts, John George, alongside Joe Kirkpatrick. Say hello, Joe. Hey, everybody. And when it comes to analysis, we are on the flank. Joe, sometimes I do that, sometimes I don't. That little tagline, I feel like I forget it most of the time. Um, so, so if you haven't heard it before, that is what the show means. Yeah. So. Uh, when it comes to analysis, we are on the flank, all right? Um, we're, we're coming at other analysis from different angles, right, Joe? We are, we are just so different. We're amazing. Absolutely. Um, we're so different that we're doing power rankings today. No one's ever done that before. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's like these rankings that aren't the standings, but it's rather how good we think the teams are. It's a little thing Joe came up with, Joe. I mean... That's pretty pretty impressive. <laughs> it's uh, it's all me for sure, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but before we get into that, let's let's give out uh, something else. Joe made up a stage one MVP, which stands for most valuable player. Um, <laughs> I'll go first, and I I believe I gave this this man a a weak MVP. I can't remember which week it was. Um, but it's bumper of the Vancouver Titans. I think he definitely deserves stage MVP in my mind. I'm a huge fan of the main tanks, and I think in GOAT's meta, um, there are a lot of lot of need for a really good main tank. Example, uh, fusions on Boston Uprising. Boston Uprising had no right to be in stage playoffs, but the man absolutely carried them. He's a giga chad, everyone knows. And... Um, <laughs> Yeah, Bumper was just the best Reinhardt, the best tank by far, and uh, he was much like uh, what Jonak is to NYXL in that everybody on his team plays around him, supports him, uh, allows him to absolutely go crazy on Reinhardt, uh, dive into the back, all this stuff, uh, and I think without Bumper, Vancouver Titans wouldn't have gotten that stage one title, so I gotta give it to my man Bumper. Joe, I heard you don't have uh, an actual player, but you're giving it to to something else. <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, I, I thought it was uh, notable. You, you did clarify MVP does stand for uh, most valuable player, um, but this stage was really super hard to try to do that. Um, and you know, I sort of um, was, was trying to sit down and like go through. Um, you know all of the teams that there are because there are a lot of teams and all of their MVPs and you know there are some that um, really stand out like uh, like for Boston or uh, not even so much Vancouver but you know fusions for Boston or Dante for Houston or that sort of thing um, um, but but the, the pattern I noticed that lots and lots of teams um, the, you know not even necessarily because of or you know reflected in their um, their stage one results necessarily, uh, but just in general, lots and lots of teams lived and died by their um, their flex tank or their flex DPS. Uh, you know, depending on how they were played, um, player this stage. Uh, you know, we came in, we said Overwatch League season two stage one is just going to be goats dominated, and for sure it was. Uh, but I think um, you know, trying to look at uh, the the where we were coming in at the beginning of this stage. Um, and we couldn't, uh, or at least we certainly didn't, I don't think, predict the way that uh, Sombra would come in and be uh, 
the an effector of of the ghost meta and you know obviously uh you, you know we saw she's definitely not the answer um in in patch 1.34 or whatever it is or because that's the live one for stage two whatever it's like 1.32 or something that they were on uh Summer is definitely not the answer for goats uh, in that stage one patch, but uh, lots of teams were able to get lots of things done um, because of her. Um, and so, actually, yes, yeah, Sombra is is my uh, my most valuable hero of of uh, season two, stage one. Um, you know, just, just think about so many great names uh, on their own teams. Uh, you know, think about Guard from London Spitfire, uh, uh, Michelle from Soul Dynasty. You know, Dading. Um, came in for Shanghai Dragons, um, you know, gave them their first win of, uh, of ever, you know, arguably because uh, of their, their use of the Sombra is, uh, and like I said, she didn't end up being, you know, a meta definer necessarily, but um, the, you know, gigantic contribution to what otherwise, um, you know, meta wise and hero wise um, was a relatively predict predictable, stage uh, is definitely notable for me. So I guess that's my, uh, what, MVH um, <laughs> <laughs> of stage one. Yeah, uh, I definitely got to agree with you there. I mean, people like Dante were, I feel like, super, super helpful on Houston Outlaws on that Sombra. Um, and Dante was just overall, in my opinion, Houston Outlaws best player. Um and yeah, Sombra brought it brought uh, some new things to the table, and it was fun to watch. Uh, it was fun to watch every single person get hacked uh, on a on a Sombra ultimate. It it was it was enjoyable. In the end, maybe not the best strategy, but um, it was still very fun. Uh, so Joe, you wanna review? Let's review the standings a little bit before we go into uh, stage number two. Like already, already, it's we're crazy. two days away. Um, but we have, we have a nice little um, top top six, top eight going on. I mean, if you if you make the top six in the overall standings, you automatically make playoffs, and then I believe it's eighth through twelfth are in the wild card playoffs. Um, so leader of the Van leader of the Pacific Division is the Vancouver Titans, seven and zero. Uh, and over in the Atlantic, you also have a seven and zero team, the New York Excelsior. Uh, these two teams will not meet until stage four. Uh, who knows how good they will be by then? Overwatch is a changing game, everybody. Who knows? Uh, then we have Philadelphia Fusion and the, the Toronto Defiant tied in third at five and two. Uh, Atlanta Rain. San Francisco Shock at four and three, um, alongside Soul Dynasty, Boston Uprising, and Dallas Fuel. Dallas Fuel is the only team at four and three to not make the stage playoffs. Uh, so the only team with a winning record to not make the stage playoffs, and it's because their map differentials at a fat old zero, uh, completely even in maps. And I think that's very much due to uh, the many O fours uh, that they lost in the beginning of the stage. I think it was a couple, just two. Um, and then you have so many three and four teams. You have the Gladiators, the Charge, the Outlaws, the Spark, the Dragons, the Spitfire, the Hunters, and the Eternal. And that is in order of map differential. Um, 
with with a couple exceptions of course you have the spark dragons and spitfire all tied at minus four and then you have the hunters and eternal at minus eight um yeah and then we go washington justice and at one and six florida mayhem also at one at six and then of course the los angeles valiant at zero and seven the only team winless Whew. standings the standings are so big this year there's so many teams um and it's so dense at least stage one for sure yeah it's, i mean it's hard to there are so many teams at three and four or four and three i mean it's pretty impressive we have no six and one teams i expected a six and one team joe i thought i thought i thought we'd get at least one but you would think yeah no love <laughs> and and it's impossible to get one at this point i think so six and one sorry sorry to that record but no one's going six and one um joe let's just talk surprises i think the biggest surprise is toronto defiant at five and two and their their schedule wasn't even like that easy it was about middle of the pack for stage one um five and two last week i mentioned maybe we'll do contenders or pretenders i think we might as well do it for toronto defiant do you think that (laughs) that toronto's actually a contender this might be a little spoiler for your power rankings but do you think they're a contender or a pretender yeah toronto is very uh very unique team really for this um for for this stage in particular, like we said, we, neither of us um, had had rated them particularly highly going into the season. I think it was like sixteen and seventeen um, out of twenty for us. Um, and then yeah, all of a sudden to to have this you know really nice stage, go five and two, um, you, you know make make the playoffs is is definitely notable for them um, over our expectations. Um, but, do, but do they um, you, you know do they have the potential to to keep um, you know, to maintain that um, energy going forward. I mean, sure, the potential is there, but there's definitely a lot more um, to, to prove uh, for this Toronto squad. It's, you know, that's, uh, I don't think that's an unpopular opinion. Uh, <laughs> we definitely need to see see more out of them. Um, but yeah, so to even to classify, you know, contender or pretender is, is difficult for them, I think. But, uh, you know, there's, there's, they've got, they've got potential. Uh, I'm not, uh, I'm not quite convinced, I guess. So, I, how, which one would that be? I don't even know. Uh, <laughs> they're, they, they haven't convinced me they're not pretending yet. How about that? Okay. Yeah. Um, I agree. If we're talking, if we're talking going for third place here, um, if we're talking contending for top three, I definitely think that uh, the Toronto Defiant are pretending. Um, do I think that they could be a good team and possibly make wild card and maybe even top six? Yeah, um, they, I definitely see. I like their coach Bishop. I like I like their players, their individual talent. But they're, I mean, while their their difficulty of schedule was middle of the pack, I think their most impressive win is either uh, Boston or Chengdu. Um, and I know Boston was pretty inconsistent and in stage one and Chengdu, uh, started heating up towards the end and that's, that's when Toronto beat them. So, um, yeah, both those wins are, are kind of impressive three, one, both of them. Uh, but, but when they f- face the big dogs, San Francisco shock three, Odom, they lost to New York Excelsior three, one lost to Atlanta rain three, one. Um, they barely beat Los Angeles Valley, barely beat Houston outlaws. 
Uh, so I, I haven't really seen when when we seen real tests like New York and San Francisco, they haven't looked that great. So we haven't seen too many more of those real tests either. So I think we'll we'll see. They 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 might come around to middle of the pack when when we when we see uh, maybe a bit of a tougher schedule for them. Okay, um, we'll just do we'll single Toronto out. That's it, and then we'll move on to news. <laughs> um, it works. It works. So, I, I going into this to this week into this episode, I think a lot, including me, a lot of people expected a lot of moves, a lot of roster moves, especially from teams like uh, Florida Mayhem, Paris, all these teams that are doing terribly. Um, it's it's time to make moves. It's time to get, stay proactive. Everyone expected it. And maybe we'll still get it. We still have a couple days left. And, I, I mean, knowing us, we'll record the podcast. And then right after it's done, um, something crazy will happen. And we'll be super upset. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah, yeah. But th- the main news we got this week uh, was Atlanta. And um, some unfortunate news to start it off was DeFran retiring. And this was out of nowhere, honestly. Um because it seemed like he was very much enjoying himself, having a, having a good old grand old time, and I guess one stage was enough for for Defran, Joe. Um, what, what, what do you what do you think about this? This is I'm still in shock of it. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, you know there's the whole spectrum of you know reactions that we've gotten. You know everything from uh, you know oh he was just in it to. You, you, you know, in it for the stage, he didn't have any plans to, uh, you know, to go uh, very much farther beyond that. But you know, just boosting his stream, and and so now there's all this, and you know, I'm sure there, there's some validity to that. You know, that sure enough, he's definitely gonna have, um, you know, an even larger following. Um, you know, then, uh, then began. That's that's uh, not a question here, because now again, he, he's uh, you know been signed with the Atlanta Org now as a streamer along with Fran. But um, uh, but yeah, it's I don't know. I think we saw um, you know preseason, early season that um, you know th- th- there were definitely you know some hesitancies um, you know with him. You know he you know he quit in like December or something. He's like, oh you know ripped up my contract. We're not going to play at all um, in the stage. And then of course, but he did show up. But uh, you know it's. Uh, hopefully, uh, you know, for for his sake, uh, you know, he played a stage, uh, discovered it wasn't for him to, you know, for for you know emotional reasons, for preference reasons, you know, whatever, um, and is going to go on and, and do things that he's actually going to enjoy, and that's that's significant and that's helpful, um, you know, and if that's the case, then absolutely, you know, uh, you know, good for him. We'll we'll miss him for sure. Uh, and, and you know all the uh, all the trash talk and all the all the reddit plays and whatever but um you know it's, it sounds like you know ultimately if this is you know gonna be something that's you know uh, better for him that's got to be a good thing yeah um i'm gonna i'm gonna miss it honestly and i gotta give him credit for that i gotta give him credit for how well he did in stage one because even on this podcast we were having discussions like when when is it going to happen? When is Defran going to implode? When is when is there going to be some huge controversy and he's he's gone out of the league? But it 
I can't I can't believe I think both of us were messaging sort of about this we can't believe that that um that Defran retired and Defran is is out of there because I mean he just had such a it seemed like he was having such an amazing time and he was it seemed like everything was going well and going perfect um and we we joked saying that at the beginning like in the off season we would have been like we would have been like oh yeah this is obvious he he retires after stage 1 of course but we're now at a point where it's a it's a surprise all of a sudden you know which is credit to him for for getting through this stage if he's having issues and having trouble um with with having a great time and not making any controversies and not not having anything like Defran didn't, didn't practice this week because he's sick of Brigida or he's sick of Zarya and he's sick of goats and all this stuff, you know, it's, it's, it's good to go through an entire stage without controversy and then, and then just retire because uh, it's sort of on your own terms instead of like the Atlanta rain saying you need help or else you need to retire and all this stuff. I mean, yeah. Yeah. It's good for Defran. You, uh, you, uh, just try to keep keep himself from being forced out, right? You know, the, yeah. <laughs> if nothing else, that's exactly. Um, but yeah, he's a huge fan favorite, and much like when XQC got kicked out of the out of the league, this will this will be much like that. I feel like um, as far as fans go, because especially for Atlanta Rain, um, Atlanta Rain sort of had. I, I think they were the most cheered for team on on Twitch. I wonder if those fans stay. I wonder if they were mostly Defran fans in general and not Atlanta fans. Uh, yeah, I don't know. So you got to feel bad for Atlanta on that one, but um, I mean, you had some Dallas fans who were huge XQC fans or huge Seagull fans. Those players aren't there anymore, but I think they're still Dallas fans. It's so true. Uh, we we'll see though. We will see. Uh, after that, Atlanta came out and they signed a funny Astro to a two-way contract. He's a British player. Um, plays he lots was, of Lucio. Yes, he plays lots of Lucio. Um, he also has played Mercy, but hopefully Mercy's not back in the meta anytime soon. Uh, he was on the British Hurricane in yeah. Contenders Season 3, uh, which is, of course, the London Spitfires uh academy roster i call them academy rosters now because i'm in lcs and that's what they call them there uh, i know they're called something different in overwatch league i can't remember right now but uh yeah i mean lots of them are academies yeah true atlanta fusion academy. university fusion Boston, <laughs> uprising academy wait until someone calls it a high school <laughs> fusion university fusion high school fusion middle school fusion elementary (laughs) and then they're just they're farming players from every age group you know fusion preschool you got to get those overwatch players on the on the pc as early as you can joe um absolutely and fusion will do it uh but yeah what do you think of funny astro I, i i never watched too much eu contenders so i don't know too much about them um, you know, I know he's really good at his role. Um, that's for sure. Uh, I, I kind of am a little bit surprised. Um, and like you said, we've still got a couple of days before the season starts, but um, I'm a little bit surprised we haven't seen um, a DPS uh, signed here to replace Defran yeah. um, in the last, you know, week or 
however long it's been. Um, but, you know, for uh, Atlanta, you know, coming in really nice. Um, again, Lucio, um, you, you know, might not have as big a place um, in the stage two meta as in stage one. But, um, you know, Atlanta's got a really hard um, schedule for um, for, st- for stage two. We have nothing else uh, just because of playing New York twice. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, you know, additions for Atlanta are good. Um, you know, they played really well. Uh, could, could have um, even made it to that uh, round of four in the stage playoffs, um, you know, easily enough. That, yeah, that's, it's, it's, it's a good sign. Uh, you know, it's just a matter of can they compensate for their losses now. Yeah, uh, I'm also interested in why... Um why there's no uh dps signing for atlanta right now but uh i guess they they do have two dps and erster and uh and lair is that a and lair um so they've got two dps there uh you've probably eventually want another one so uh yeah uh i'm i'm surprised in general we haven't seen that many signings but We'll we'll see what happens. If anything happens today, if anything happens tomorrow, if anything happens right before the stage is going to start, that would be some theatrical stuff, you know. If they yeah. if they, they, they announce, just... uh, you know, Defrain was actually a debate, like at yeah. five five p.m. on Thursday before they people play. are actually people are actually theorizing about that on Reddit, and uh, I'm not sure what to <clears throat> what to say to those people, but. Um, Stop getting your hopes up. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Very. <laughs> people. People really want the defrangibate hard. Um, uh, are these Joe? Are these five hardest stage one schedules? Is that stage one or stage two? Uh, th- oh, that's from stage one. Yeah, no, I didn't do the okay. the calculations for stage two. <laughs> okay. Cool. Uh, Just wanted to check. Uh, let's move on to power rankings then. Uh, you down? Yeah. You down to go to power rankings, Joe? Yeah, let's do it. We have some. Yeah, we do. <laughs> uh, we made them. I made the power rankings, and you made your own power rankings as well. Um, so, do we want to just go down, list them off, Joe? Do you want to start off? Sure. Uh, I mean, ours are. Uh, let's first start of off all, with. Ma- let's do top eight first, and then we we can move on. Um, cool. We can go step by step. Um, I was just gonna say that. Um, First of all, they're much more similar um, here now. We're, we're calling these post stage one. Um, it's you know sort of a recap of uh, how stage one went down, and maybe a little bit um, you know looking ahead into stage two, but mostly uh, mostly recaps here. But yeah, so post stage one power rankings. Um, our top six are actually identical, uh, all in places, um, and so we're gonna post a graphic of this uh, so you can look on our Twitter. Um, even as you're listening to the show and uh and follow along here again we've got like the the placings and how they've changed and stuff too but uh so for both of us top six uh starts with vancouver at number one uh the new york excelsior at two san francisco shock at three uh philadelphia fusion number four los angeles gladiators number five and seoul dynasty at number six um and then for you, seven and eight, uh, we have Guangzhou Charge at seven and London at eight. Um, and uh, for me, uh, my number seven is the Atlanta Rain, uh, followed by the Dallas Fuel. 
Uh, very different. Very different. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> um, if we want to, I mean, I feel like the top six is obvious. Maybe an outlier is the Gladiators, who didn't even make stage playoffs. Um, but if you're in the same thinking as me, Joe, they looked pretty good there at the end of the stage. Looked like they finally came into form. Um, and the talent on this roster is undeniable. You can't deny this team has one of the most talented rosters. Is that correct in saying that, Joe? Absolutely, yeah. And it's uh, like a lot of teams this this season. They're you know a team that's practically new. Um, or, you know, a big chunk of their their core roster was replaced and and shuffled around. And so yeah, to to be um, coming into their own is. Um, you know, it makes sense for them, um, and I think they're delivering. Yeah. Um, I guess the other question listeners might have is, uh, John and Joe, it was Vancouver versus San Francisco in the Stage 1 Finals. Why is New York at number two? Um, and my answer to that is, uh, despite New York, it, all New York has to do, honestly, they sh- they maybe should be number one, because I do think their roster is better than Vancouver's. But all New York has to do is not choke, and they will <laughs> easily win the entire league. They are the best team by far, in my opinion. Um, but they just choke every time. Uh, so that's that's why I have them at number two. Why, why do you choke? Yeah, uh, it's it was really like unfortunate and a shame that uh, watching these these stage one playoffs. That, yeah, there was no way basically at all that the New York um, should have performed it the way they did. Uh, and like you said, we still um, have yet to see New York versus Vancouver. Um, you know, People are saying, oh, that's going to be stage one playoffs or stage one finals. But of course, yeah. that's uh, still, we still we're waiting for stage four at the latest. But, uh, but yeah, no, the, 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 in the rest in the entire rest of the season, you know, New York has just been really super dominant. Um, and, and you can't really throw that away, um, off of, uh, you know, three maps against soul or four, I guess, but, mm-hmm. um, or was it three? Yeah. I don't even remember. It was, it was four. Yeah. Three to one. Okay, three to one was the final score. Um, yeah, I agree with you there. Uh, New York's still a fantastic team. I, if, if you're if you're falling for the trap of New York lost to Seoul, they're bad now. Don't don't. They're gonna they're gonna absolutely come out dominant again. And I wouldn't be surprised if they just like go undefeated every stage because this team is very good. Um, clearly. Then uh, we move on to our seven and eights, which are completely different um, for the first <laughs> time in our power rankings. Uh, my seven is Guangzhou. Yours is Atlanta. Um, I guess I can go over Guangzhou first. They moved up seven in my power rankings, which is a lot. Um, that's the most by far uh, alongside another team, which I'll mention later. Uh, but Guangzhou, number seven, they didn't even make the stage playoffs. They finished at three and four, uh, but they did. This was the stage where they had to play the Vancouver Titans twice. Uh, the first time they played them close, second time not as close. Uh, but I really am impressed by the talent on this roster. I'm impressed uh, with their play style, with how they adapt, and how close they are playing everybody in the league, uh, despite sort of being a roster that was just thrown together and and has kib in there um as well alongside chinese speakers korean speakers uh he's 
he's he's the only English speaker, at least who has played in the starting lineup. Uh, so it's I, I've been pretty impressed by the Guangzhou Chargers' play so far. I think if they had an easier schedule, they easily would have made stage playoffs last last stage. They unfortunately had to play the Titans twice, which stinks. Um, but yeah, I'm looking I'm looking forward to seeing what they could do uh, going forward. Uh, Joe Atlanta um, number seven. Yeah, um, but yeah, and so talking about. Um you know, just in general, trying to do these power rankings. I think just like, uh, just like the stage one standings ended up, you know, once you get, um, you know, below about number six, uh, this gets really hard. <laughs> you commented yeah. on this. Uh, uh, I'll definitely agree with that. Um, that uh, just the, the density of, of teams uh, that we have and the limited information that we have um, about these teams is really what's, um, you, you know, we've we've only seen seven matches, um, obviously for each one, but that's uh, you know sort of a limitation doing this. But um, yeah, yeah, it's 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 really hard. But so Atlanta, um, you know, another team that did make the stage one playoffs, um, another team that very um, the you know very easily could have, uh, like I said, won their their first round even against the Fusion. Um, but uh, you know, it didn't quite make it um, at that uh, that specific time. Uh, but but they had a really good stage one. It's it's not uh, I don't think uh, uh, too too much of a stretch to say that um, the, you know pulling out some really solid wins um, and some really close losses. Just uh, think about against Philly again in uh, week one. I think it was. Um, but. Uh, yeah, so the, the loss of Defran, obviously, that's going to be uh, that that is going to hurt him a little bit going into stage two. Um, uh, and like it says, it's just a matter of uh, where they can make that up and how they can make that up. But uh, that they definitely deserve uh, 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 out of this mass of you know mid tier teams uh, a notable spot. Um, I think for the the way they showed up. Um, the, again, you know, uh, expansion team. Nobody really knew uh, much of what to expect, but but showed up and um, uh, you, you know were able to put something up, put something out there. Uh, you know, as a team. Yeah, uh, I agree. Atlanta, they look they looked really good. Um, I don't agree on the spot, obviously, because I don't have them in the same <laughs> spot. But yeah, Atlanta, uh, a good team. And what what you're saying about about seven? Yeah, I did mess. I messaged you saying it got like in my power rankings. I after six, I was like, it got really hard now. Um, yeah, it's super. It, it was mainly hard because looking at the standings at like seven ish, you have like Seoul and Boston, um, and I I didn't want to put Boston at seven. I was like, no, they're not this good. Uh, I didn't want to put Dallas at seven, um, and I was just. I don't know. I was thinking about London, and I if if I was just thinking to myself, obviously they didn't have a good stage one, and my ranking for London, who's at who's at number eight, is is more a little bit more looking forward than it is looking back, but um, I was just thinking about London, and I was like, if if it was their meta, um. I, I would I would have like them beating most of these teams honestly and if they if if it wasn't goats specifically because they they kind of stink at goats and if they could play something else I I would take London over a lot of 
teams just because their talent's so high. So I, I put them at number eight, which is uh, still still pretty big drop because I'm at, I had them at number one at the beginning. Um, and I'm, I'm, I, I mentioned it on the podcast before. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing, seeing what London can do. And if you think London is, is out, is down and out, you're, you're completely wrong. Uh, because so many people said that last season at so many points because they weren't performing as well as they did at the beginning. Uh, but they ended up winning the whole darn thing because this team is super talented. And when they turn on the Jets, when they, when they really want to start playing and when they really when they're in the meta that favors them uh they're really good so you can you can't i don't think you can count them out yeah you're no, great uh, i definitely agree uh i feel like we can say that about a lot of teams including uh the dallas fuel yeah uh, that's that's why i'm i have them sitting at number eight uh over on my side of the power rankings but uh but yeah it's uh i i actually uh, went into the season, I had them at number five, um, and obviously didn't didn't quite make it there. Uh, but they were only you know a map or two out of um, a map or two versus Boston out of the the stage the stage playoffs. Um, that yeah, the um, Dallas is is a team that uh, they they know what they want to do and. Uh, when they execute it well, they can be really powerful. Uh, you know, lots of um, lots of time in stage one, it was like uh, RCK Sombra in particular. Um, but just in general, uh, they can be a decisive team uh, when they feel like it. Uh, and uh, the you know, especially uh, having not seen um, effects uh, practically all stage, um, there's lots of you know. Um, uh, Zachary, lots of um, the, the RCK combination, but uh, just, so being able to have, I think I mentioned this last week with a couple other teams, um, being able to have a little bit more flexibility to do what they know they're good at um, and what they know they're going to be able to execute well, I think is um, Dallas is another team that that's going to be really important for. Um, but to, you know, so uh, assuming that can. Um, Assuming that can happen, I'm not, um, you know, I'm not prepared to to pull them too far down, um, just because of a you know ninth place uh, stage one finish. Yeah, um, I agree with you, Dallas. <clears throat> Good team. It's just all about execution for this team. If they execute, they do well. Um, let's move on to number nine. Let's do number nine through twelve. Um, just to round off sort of the wild card teams. Uh, these are the teams that would make the wild card playoffs in our eyes or whatever. Um, I'll start. I, mine, w- these aren't the same. Mine's number nine, Boston. Number 10, Dallas. Number 11, Atlanta. Uh, number 12, Chengdu. Um, and then Joe's is number nine, Shanghai. Number 10, Boston. Number 11, Paris. And number 12, London. Um, so we both have Boston in a similar spot. You want to talk about Boston, uh, real quick, Joe? Yeah. Um, let's see. I mean, what to say about Boston really, but, uh, you know, they had, uh, you know, sort of a rocky start to stage one, had to, had to actually give fusions a proper contract and all that. Um, but, um, you know, he's definitely their biggest asset, um, so far on this roster, which is saying something, um, you know, considering everybody else who is also uh, playing for Boston, but, um, you know, really solid team. 
you know, just edged into uh, the stage one playoffs um, and then, you know, didn't uh, perform particularly well against uh, what must have been Vancouver that they played. But, um, you know, still really solid team. Uh, this, this sort of tier is, is, yeah, a lot of teams where, um, you, you know, the, the your positioning, uh, like in terms of the power rankings, you know, it just depends uh, whether you're looking forward or backward or whether, uh, you know, whether they're on or they're off or, or whether uh, they happen to be, you know, playing goats well that day or not. Um <laughs> you know the temperature of of uh yeah, axiom's seat as he's you know whatever uh, but, but but yeah it's um def- definitely contender boston are um and so, you know if we get into a position where we can see more uh you know dps plays from color hex for example or uh you know stuff like that it's gonna be really uh really helpful for boston for sure yeah uh Boston, mine's at mine's at nine. Of course, yours is at ten. Um, but yeah, I I think Boston. I, I'm a little scared f- for this team and going down and having a worse stage two. But honestly, I think Colorex a little bit underperformed this last stage. I think he could perform a little bit better. So I think this team hasn't even reached its full potential. I think Fusions. Uh, was such a huge asset in Goat's meta. I don't know how important uh, vocal Reinhardt's going to be in future metas, uh, but I'm guessing important because a shot caller is has always been important in Overwatch. So Boston, more impressive, and I think almost everybody thought this team was going to be a lot worse than they were. Um, but I had them at uh, number 12 in my power rankings, so I was pretty close. Joe had them at 15. Um yeah, I, I I had a feeling that this roster was not going to be performing as bad as people thought. Um, Shanghai Dragons, Joe, you have them at number nine. That's your number nine team. I don't have them. I don't have them in my top twelve, uh, as far as we know so far. Uh, so <laughs> Shanghai, what, what do you what do you think of them? They got their first win, but they also got two more. It's true. So, uh, you, you know, one of um, one of seventeen teams this stage to finish with at least three wins. Um, the yeah, obviously Shanghai is a completely different team, um, even than they were uh, uh, at the beginning of the season. You know, practically with the addition of, of Gamsu there in like week one, um, but certainly at the end of last season too. Um, and, and yeah, it takes it takes time to build in, um, you know, the kind of confidence and the kind of um, progress that needs to happen for this team to get them to where they need to be. Um, and you know, if that has to start with the fourth hardest stage one schedule in the league, um, then you know that's what it's going to have to be, uh, or fifth fifth hardest um, in terms of opponents' win percentage. But still, to be able to pull off, uh, you know, three and four out of that, um, and, and be um, you know, a significant uh, start being talked about for, for reasons that aren't bad um, in stage one is notable for them. Um, so to put them uh, again in this power ranking and ninth is, you know, this whole window of, you know, 9, nine through 11, 9 through 12, something like that is um, so, you know, you know hairpin minuscule but uh but yeah shanghai is definitely on the way up i think um that that there's um it's just a matter of 
um, try, trying to build in that experience with this roster, try, trying to build in, you know, it, it, at, at a certain point, you just get the attitude, um, the, an attitude change that needs to happen about, you know, we, we don't have to be a losing team anymore. Um, that all that is just going to um, help them keep going up, I think. Yeah. Um, I agree with you. Like Shanghai, impressive. And I, I want to reiterate, it is so, all these, all, these rankings from now on are like if so you were talking, close. I can't hear you. These rankings are just, just super, super close. Oh, maybe. Um, there we go. And maybe with the exception, exception of um, sort of getting, Getting towards the bottom, I think the bottom teams are a little more obvious. Um, but yeah, let's uh, let's move on to. Uh, I guess I could talk about my Atlanta ranking because um, Atlanta number eleven, Joe had him at number seven. Um, so eleven's 11's a little far down, especially with their fifth place finish in stage one and. Uh, this one was more taking into account next stage and uh, maybe to Fran not necessarily b- being there <laughs> in general. Uh, I think to Fran's a big part, and I I would call to Fran Atlanta Reigns MVP last stage for sure. So losing your best player is not something to to laugh over. Um, I think that's that's a big thing. Uh, but if if they still had to Fran, to be honest, they would be around eight. So this isn't like. They, they dropped them like three-ish spots. Um, I, I'm not that high on Atlanta as, as most people. Uh, most people are a little higher on Atlanta than I am, I would say. Um, I, I like their team. Uh, they can beat. They definitely are, are better than a lot of teams. But uh, I, have them, I have them at 11 here. Uh, your number 11, Joe, is the Paris Eternal, a team you had very high up. They didn't perform as well as they should have in GOATS meta. Um, but you're a little higher on them than I am going into stage two. Uh, why, why is that? It's true. Yeah. I took them down from, uh, from eighth to, uh, 11th, uh, here at this, this post stage one power rankings. And again, this is, uh, I think more of a forward looking, uh, ranking than backward, uh, because we haven't, uh, you know, I'm absolutely confident to say we haven't seen, uh, the last out of, out of soon, out of Shadowburn, out of Nico, um, uh, that are hopefully going to be able to uh, start flexing their DPS muscles a bit for this squad. Um, and obviously, you know, we were um, pr- pretty skeptical about this stage one start that, oh, you know, Paris was supposed to be really good um, th- this stage, and it didn't quite happen. Um, so, so, you know, assuming that that's, um, that doesn't... Um, uh, I'm saying, assuming that doesn't you know affect them too much, they don't let that um, you know get to them. I think there is still potential in in um, you know this Batista meta we're going into, and um, you know, granted the the extent to which we've moved away from goats is still um, you know debatable. We won't really be able to see until um, you know Thursday to an extent. But um, the, yeah, I'm not. It's the same sort of thing. I'm not uh, quite ready to to. Uh, dump out on Paris completely, uh, and compared to where, uh, compared to where we had them uh, at the beginning of the season, you know they dropped three places for me. Uh, they only dropped about one. Um, you know, on yours, it's uh, we, we were similarly disappointed, I think, but just uh, not not enough to equalize us, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I guess so. Um, 
And my 12 was Chengdu Hunters, which is a big jump because I had them at 19. And now they're in the top 12. They're in the wild card. And I, it's it's mainly for, I mean, they were, they were looking really good um, towards the end of the season or stage. Um, but I think it was in, like we've mentioned on this podcast before, it, it was in Goat's Meadow when they weren't, weren't playing to the meta whatsoever if they're if they're in if the future meta sort of favors them a lot more i think chungdu can be can compete with one of some of the best teams and they already were competing with some of the best teams vancouver titans took it to five maps uh i really like the chungdu hunters i like their roster i like their talent uh that's why i have them at number 12 uh going in to stage number two uh, obviously we can't we can't go over everything we have to we have to speed through so let's move on to 13 let's do 13 through 16 let's do another four um at, at mine is number 13 shanghai number 14 toronto number 15 hangzhou and then paris finally showing up on my rankings at 16 for joe it's guangzhou at 13 uh toronto at 14 same as me then chengdu at 15 and hangzhou at 16 um let's see let's both talk about toronto joe we both have them at 14 yeah and uh, we, i t- think we've alluded to it already earlier this show uh yeah you know, it's a team's uh we started at six, 16 and 17 in our power rankings at the beginning of the season and they've gone up a little bit you know it's coming up in uh you know um what third place i guess in stage one uh is notable that's impressive um uh, but the team itself uh not quite convinced uh not quite convinced that um, you know in the, at the end um, at the end of the stage four they'll still be sitting in that third place spot. Uh, yeah, it's just uh, it's, like I said, they haven't convinced me that they're not uh, pretending. <laughs> yeah, um, it's wow. Well, I mean, it's <laughs> you rarely see that in power rankings. That like especially after seven games, um, and both of us, both of us have done the same thing. Uh, and we haven't, me and you haven't talked about Toronto too much to each other. So this is, I mean, we both just don't, we're both just not that convinced by, even though they have a five and two start. Um, and, and it's also that for me, at least it's also that every other team is, is also really good. Like I can't, it's so hard. Like Toronto might be number 14, but they're like, they're kind of like one step away from being number eight or something like that honestly like all these teams are so close um but yeah i'm not i'm not too convinced by toronto quite yet um and when they've played good teams they haven't looked that great um so not that convinced by toronto yet uh let's move on to talk about hangzhou which i think was a disappointment in stage one for a lot of people Uh, i have them at 15 you have them at 16 joe um hangzhou spark we is there is there a chance of a bright outlook going forward, or is this team just 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 that scrim team that will never cash in on their scrim bucks? I mean, you know, there, there's a chance. Um, we keep saying over and over we, for lots of these teams, um, you know. But yeah, definitely Hangzhou uh, was a team that you know people were um, you know really really super positive about, and then just didn't uh, didn't ever quite. Um, come out in in stage one which is is surprising you know with the kind of talent that we see on this team um 
Um, yeah, so it's it's definitely there. The potential um, is there. They've got you know uh, a depth of four DPS players, um, and uh, a full I think eleven eleven person roster. Um, not quite twelve, but um, did you be yeah? The potential there it just didn't happen for whatever reason in stage one. Um, you know which you know can be a little concerning. Um, you know, as a fan for sure, but uh, yeah, we both had to, had to drop them pretty significantly um, after stage one. That they've got a hole to climb out of. Um, that you know, basically they created for themselves, unfortunately. But um, and it's again, it's it's a three and four hole. It's not a you know, oh and seven hole. But we'll see. <laughs> yeah, um, I. I... I don't know. Hangzhou, talented team. I, I don't know what to say about them because they just, yeah, they didn't do as well as they should have for sure. Um, but we'll see. We'll see what they do. I, I still have them 15. They're still around the race uh, to make wild card, but other teams have impressed me a little bit more so far. Uh, let's... Let's move on to the bottom four, Joe. Uh, which we we have the same four teams, but there's a little bit a little bit of a difference. Um, Valiant for me, Valiant number seventeen, then Houston eighteen, and then Washington and Florida at nineteen and twenty, which we have the same. Um, but we've switched Houston and and the Valiant. You have Houston at seventeen uh, and Valiant at eighteen, so a little bit of a difference there. Um, I guess we should argue about this joe this should we <laughs> i mean 17 and 18 really? <laughs> but you're uh, very right honestly yeah <laughs> but it, it is it is close between the teams i mean you know, on, the, on the one hand we've got you know the la valiant the only uh winless team in the league so far um and the team that benched custa for being too smart and <laughs> and then on the other hand we've got houston uh you know which has sort of been um, the you know sort of been a question mark all the way since you know, you know the end of last season even um, to trying to figure out exactly where they're going to be headed uh, and where they're going to be sitting um, in in with uh, what, what at times feels like sort of an inflexible roster. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think um, you, you know the LA Valiant has more um, the uh, more of the the imperceptible the. Uh, not imperceptible in in concrete insubstantial things um to, to work out with their their play if they want to start um getting some wins whereas houston i think just has to be um be able to find something that works for them um uh, and do it uh, <laughs> you know rather than uh rather rather than try to be uh try to put limits on themselves but to just uh you know f- figure out something and and uh, maintain it and obviously it's going to be a different something in stage two than it would have been uh, uh, a couple weeks ago but uh, both these teams uh, pretty, pretty disappointing I think for their fans uh, in stage one yeah yeah um, I would agree with you I, I definitely think Valiant have a little more they have a little more to sort of work out and figure out on their team um, figure out a concrete starting lineup and um, they're going to have a new coach now and all this stuff. They got, they've got, they have a lot more to figure out, but I think once they do, I like their team a little bit more than Houston. Um, 
but but you're uh, I mean I, I I disregarded the junk rep buffs honestly it, Jake Jake could be popping off very <laughs> soon here in the Overwatch League um and they were Houston was like one of the top teams when Jake when junk rat was meta so uh it, it could spell some success for Houston who knows um but despite their three and four starts and in 12th place currently on the standings I think both of us think they're they're a little bit meh um we both have them in our bottom four and then Washington and Florida um I think these are obvious ones. Washington at one against Florida to to give them that nineteenth spot, Joe. That was what they were playing for. Yeah, and you know, when Florida with the win over Philly, you just like, oh, isn't that a much more significant? <laughs> uh, isn't that a much more significant win? But um, you know, that was you know, sure a weird week for Philly, um, but also just Florida's been having a weird life lately. Uh, Florida, Florida always gets the weird wins. I feel like I feel like Florida and Shanghai were super even last season, but Florida like somehow just got just picked up some weird, like weird win wins when other teams were underperforming or under the weather. Like they once again took advantage of like Boombox not being in the starting lineup and taking a win there. They easily could have been zero and seven if Boombox was in the lineup. So Florida always just just picks up wins somehow somewhere some way they'll do it um but but i'd I'd still never impressed by their roster um yeah those are that's 20 (laughs) yeah those are those are our power rankings um go check our twitter if you want to take a look at the neat little graphic joe thank you for making the graphics they are fantastic um let's move on though to stage two finally um of course if you haven't been listening to this podcast uh, what have you been doing with your life? But also, we predict four games every week, and uh, me and Joe keep track of those. And we we're gonna pick a season winner. Uh, once once we uh, once the season's over, one of us will have a better record. Uh, Joe, what's the what is it right now? I believe I'm winning by one. Uh, game. yeah, I don't have it pulled up, but yeah, it's like thirteen to twelve or something out of sixteen. Yes. Um, I'm a winner. Uh, yeah, we're not count. I don't think we're we're ended. We're not going to count the bracket. Um, is uh, the yeah, decision doesn't look like it. So twelve to eleven out of sixteen. So, okay, there you go. Yeah, I, f- I finished off the stage with a perfect week. Joe was one off a perfect week. He was so close, <laughs> uh, but but my Boston over Dallas pick was too too good, too smart. Um, we start off our our preview of of the week by going over some storylines to watch these are these are sort of the games we're not going to be predicting uh that that we think is is uh worth sort of touching touching on um joe you pointed out in in the rundown here guangzhou charge the la gladiators the paris eternal the shanghai dragons and the hangzhou spark are all uh presented with some quality chances uh for wins here uh which is some things they desperately need and honestly paris a 2-0 week away from like being number five or something like (laughs) the standings are so close even though paris is 16th right now they could easily just jump up to like number six in the standings if they if they just get get a couple wins um and uh hangzhou spark they have a tough one against vancouver towards the end of the week um 
overall, I think I think a storyline to watch as well, Joe, is the new meta, and if anything changes, and uh, <laughs> Joe, I have a feeling. <laughs> I have a feeling maybe people are going to be a bit disappointed this week because they've barely had any time to practice the new meta. So do you think... I mean, especially if you're San Francisco Shock and Vancouver Titans. Exactly. Uh, How much... Do you think we still see a majority goats, Joe? That's my question. I mean, um, it's going to be because of uh because of time like you said and also because um you know there's there's sort of an art to you know pro um team composition you know that there's you have to consider um you know not only what's good but but also what you know and what you're going to be able to execute at a high level um and it's definitely true that um here at the beginning of stage two in particular we are going to see lots of goats still um you know whether that's modified in some way, you know, add a DPS player, uh, a DPS hero like Sombra, or like you know something else. Maybe, maybe they add Soldier to the, to the the speedy running mix. Who knows? But uh, whether you add some DPS or whether you add Batiste or um, something like that, that it's um, but it's definitely going to start with what these teams know and what these teams are really good at. Uh, yeah, so I, I am definitely going to expect to see lots of goes this first week. Uh, for sure, and you know maybe beyond, but um, but, but it's <laughs> I think uh, t- teams are going to be able to uh, fairly easily uh, win themselves some fans. I think uh, <laughs> by being the first one to pull out, you know, some some weird crazy pick here in stage uh, stage two, and we'd see Paris map too. That's going to be cool. Oh but, yeah, Paris. But um, uh, yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. I think we see a majority goats, but I think maybe we see teams like London Spitfire, who clearly hate goats, just be especially since they're playing Florida. I think we see London Spitfire just be like, just just put these people on DPS. Like, just do. I don't know what the strategy is. I don't know what the composition is. Just do it. Just just throw people on Soldier McCree. I don't. I do not care. I think We're that's just what, see what happens. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I do, I they they haven't had time to come up with like this composition is going to be the best because I think. Most of these teams took time to take like a break almost during during this little two week break yeah. for for the teams that did make stage playoffs, um, and didn't have to play in week five, which was a lot of the league. Uh, so I think London, if they're gonna pull out a triple DPS or something like that or any DPS, it's it's not gonna be like a send stone strategy. It's gonna be like let's just play DPS because we're really good at it and we're talented and. Um, I th- and I th- they're they're the characters are stronger now the heroes the ch- the heroes are stronger now, uh so there's a there's a good chance that they can beat goats maybe, absolutely. Uh, so yeah, but I still I think we see teams that are good at goats just stick to it, um and try their hardest to say hey goats is still a thing maybe even it, Paris is supposed to be good at goats I don't know if they continue to play it but, um. They they didn't they underperformed that Paris Guang Joe game should be good. Uh, yeah. In fact, we're predicting it. It's true. Um, spoiler, but let's let's get into our first prediction, which I think is a fantastic game: Philadelphia Fusion versus New York Excelsior. Especially since New York is coming off of that terrible, terrible loss to the Soul Dynasty. Um, this is going to be an interesting one. Um, Philadelphia Fusion is they were they were the team to to pull off that big upset in in the playoffs 
last season to get them to the championship. They beat the New York Excelsior uh, to, to face off against London Spitfire. Uh, so New York has choked to this team before. They just choked the last time we saw them. Do they choke this time, Joe? I mean, um, the, you know, as as easy as it would be to say yes. Um, well, actually, no. Hold on, because the thing I was thinking in my head is not what I have written on the piece of paper. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, let me start that sentence differently. That uh, I think I think it's very easy to say yes. Um, <laughs> the, 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 that uh, the, the, that that's. Uh, relatively likely here for for this new york squad which is you know unfortunate but um i think the other thing worth considering and this is what i what i had in my head that i realized didn't match uh what i was going to say uh was i think philly is another team that's relatively likely to come out on something weird um that people are not expecting agreed um and uh, you know we've seen uh you know almost two different uh almost two different Philly teams that like though there's the Philly that does get creative and, and is able to um, do the things that they do well um, you know matter what they are, no matter what they are and then we've also seen the Philly that, that struggles to um, sort of click into to what they um, you know might be expected to do and you know struggles a lot for that <laughs> um, and so, so I think uh, obviously, hopefully, we see see the good Philly in this um, in this match, and I think if we do, um, that it actually is going to be uh, it's going to work out pretty successfully for them. I'm going to give this one to Philly. Ooh, I think that um, while Philly is definitely, I think this is going to be a really good first match because I think both teams are going to be likely to come out on something not goats. I think both teams dislike goats. I think both teams would be a lot better which is crazy to say about both teams because philadelphia went five and two and new york went seven and oh last stage in goats meta but um i think both teams are a lot better in a not goats meta in a meta where their dps are 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 there they're highlighted new york has five dps we have not seen sability we have not seen pine we haven't seen these insane players we saw last season um, and I think they really want to use them. Uh, there's a reason they're on their roster. So uh, I think New York comes out with some crazy strats too. I think both of them do. I think both of them play lots of DPS. And it's going to be so sad listening back to this when they both just play goats the whole time. <laughs> um, but I'm, go- <laughs> I'm going New York. Uh, so we are, we are already on opposite sides of the spectrum here, Joe. It's true. Let's move it. Let's move in. So that's the first first game of the week on thursday uh the last game on thursday is guangzhou versus paris eternal uh this is the only time we will see them face each other in the season because guangzhou's in pacific paris is in atlantic this is going to be a very very interesting matchup um paris struggled of course a little bit both teams finished at three and four guangzhou um a little bit of a tougher schedule. Paris's wins ended up being not as impressive once it once it came down to the wire, um, because we we looked back and we said, "Oh, those teams actually aren't good that they beat," and we were impressed with, uh, like London and the and all, and all that. Um, do, does I mean Paris? Paris? They they said they they talked they talked they talked they talked. They said we're the best goats. We're we're so good that means they got to stick on goats right joe even though they struggled for paris yeah i mean uh if the alternative is is doing something 
uh, you know, that they're not prepared on and they're not comfortable with, I think that's even going to be worse uh, for this team. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you did mention they have, I mean, I think it's soon was somebody who just didn't shine that much in goats at all. Um, you have these players and Nico, I've always been impressed by Nico's DPS play as well. I think you definitely have players on here that would love to be playing DPS. Um, but Paris, they're they're the goats team. EU is EU's where goats originated. They've got to represent, right? Um, but but on the other side, you have the Guangzhou Charge, who I think have been super impressive. And I think I I just have to give this to them, even though Paris gets to play on their home map, Paris, um, on map two. I don't think yeah. it matters. I'm going Guangzhou. <laughs> Yeah, um, that that's actually also my pick as well. Um, I think yeah, Paris. Um, like, uh, if I didn't say it, I certainly meant to say it uh, when we were talking about them earlier. That, that they've got a really big, um, you know, climb ahead of them to sort of get out of, um, you, you know, the spot that they they landed themselves in at the end of stage one. Um, and I think, uh, you know, unfortunately, it may have to start with them. Uh, with sort of you know a week or a couple matches of experimentation uh, and seeing what works and what doesn't um, and unfortunately I think that's going to be to their detriment against this Guangzhou team that um, you know is uh, you know a lot stronger than some uh, than uh, we, we might have thought at the beginning of the season for sure yeah and then not to mention they then have to face Chengdu on Saturday who um whose team composition they might actually be the meta team composition now so it's true uh they have two pretty i think pretty tough matchups and i do think this one's going to be a close one but i do think guangzhou takes it in the end guangzhou likes to play it close no matter who they're playing gladiators they're already back to to facing the soul dynasty uh this was a matchup we saw in the first week um this is their second matchup uh it's it's of course big because fissure this is fissure's old team uh and fissure he really likes to beat his old teams he beat he beat london to make the stage playoffs uh last stage and then he beat the los angeles gladiators way back in week one uh and looked pretty convincing while doing it souls coming off a hot stage la la gladiators though looks like a completely different team since that week one matchup against soul dynasty they're finally they're finally cohesive they have decay now they didn't have decay when they faced soul the first time joe is it is this different day same result or is this is this a whole new a whole new game here a whole new ball game yeah i think for all of those reasons um it's it's definitely looking really good uh for the gladiators i think um that's, that's at least how i'm going to call it uh here and now but uh, but yeah, you're right. This is a team that looks really, uh, really different, even from you know this time in stage one. Uh, there's there's a lot we can say about the way um, you know this team has changed, and and hopefully um, you know the successes they're going to continue to have. Um, that yeah, I'm 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 pretty comfortable. Uh, well, to the extent you can be pretty comfortable about anything. Uh, yeah, I want to see the I want to see the gladiators take this. Um, they definitely have the potential to, um, and and show us um, you know exactly the kind of prep they've been doing here uh, in this off off uh, not the off season but the off weeks. 
uh, here before stage two. Yeah. Um, God, this one's so tough for me because, uh, I don't know, the Soul, they're both, the, both these teams are pretty hot, honestly. Soul Dynasty is is streaking gladiators i mean souls coming off a new york xl win they're coming off london spitfire win they're coming off of looking just really good and uh this is gonna be a great game it's so hard Mm. it's hard it's the hardest thing for me right now is picking fissure against one of his old teams uh as i mean everyone knows i'm a gladiators fan i love the gladiators but it's so uh, it's Fissure just shows up when he's playing against his old teams. So I'm going Soul here. Um, it's going to be a five mapper, but I'm going Soul. Um, last game, Toronto Boston. This is another rematch. Um, probably like I mentioned earlier, one of Toronto's defining wins was the Boston Uprising last stage, um, which isn't the the best sentence to say about a team which is why we both have them pretty low but they're here to face boston once again um does boston even up the series tie it up at 1-1 overall or or does toronto win again they won three to one last time uh yeah so i'm i'm calling this one for boston um that yeah i think it's it's um definitely likely enough that we're gonna see uh, success out of them on this this go round is is not um, not a not a stretch to say I don't think at all um, and again for Toronto um, you know if they can get this win it's another another really good step for them um, you know at least in my head uh, if nothing else because obviously um, they want to prove themselves to uh, the on the flank analysts but <laughs> uh, but but yeah no I'm not. Uh, you know, I think Boston is going to be able to, um, you know, really show how much they've grown, um, even since these playoffs. Uh, which again, you know, first round might not have gone so well for them, but, uh, but, but you know, to, to make it there, they they've, uh, I think they're going to be prepared to show us that they are in that spot. Yeah, uh, I agree with you there. I'm going Boston. Uh, I think we both have to go Boston after putting Toronto at 14th, right? So, I mean, we can't. <laughs> there is we that, need yeah. them to win for our reputation. We need them to win. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I, I'm also going Boston. Um, I like their I like their roster. There wasn't – I mean, it would be a different story if that big rumor trade happened with, with the Valiant, which was uh, shaping yeah. up to be kind of crazy. Um, but – yeah, they still got the same roster. I like their roster. I like fusions. I like, I like what's going on here. Um, so yeah, it's going to be an interesting match, and I, I'm going Boston as well. Anything else to to say before we we sign off, Joe? I don't think so. Uh, Overwatch yeah. is back. It's time. Here we go. It's <laughs> it's time to watch uh, goats again. Um, unfortunately, uh, and the crowd boos. They hate me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, if you guys want to follow us on social media, our personal Twitter accounts. Uh, mine is at jwgeorgeiv. Joe's is at kirkpatrick underscore inc. That's inc. Our show has a Twitter at on the flank show. We've mentioned it throughout throughout the uh, episode. Joe tweets out graphics there. Uh, we tweet out episodes. All of that good stuff. 
uh, our email is on the flank show at gmail.com. If you ever want us to talk about something that you would like us to talk about, um, you can email us topics. You can email us questions. Uh, you can also tweet at us if you, if you don't want to uh, email us. You are listening to this in one way. If you want to listen to it in another way, you can go to ontheflank.podbean.com on your internet browser. You can also go to my YouTube channel, which is John George. The best way to find that is on my Twitter. Uh, you can go on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Play. We are on all those services. Thank you guys for listening and uh, enjoy the uh, very first week of stage number two.